That is a complete shit show. I am Turch, and with me is my co-host, the CEO, the brother of another mother who came to my Mother's Day. Ah, yeah, sure did. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm very good, and it was very nice to be invited, uh, not crashed, invited no. to a an Italian Mother's Day. It was a it was uh, a... after dinner sweets. Experience. Uh, experience of of sweets and alcohol <laughs> and yelling, lots of yelling. There was lots of yelling, Were and I may impressed? have upset your mother a little bit, which because she said so, um, I can't remember exactly what she said, but oh, because it was the, it was Mother's Eve to be technical. It was. And I was a little bit Day, surprised yeah. that you were doing a Mother's Eve, and she goes, "Oh, don't you do this at your your for your mother?" And I go, "It's not as loud." Sure. Yeah. <laughs> My dad probably laughed at that one. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm very... Im- and then I made a short joke, and then I realised that your dad and your mum are both short as well, and I'm like, the, the could have offended them. You were the tallest person in that room by a a long mile. There was no... You had no competition in that house. When no. I think my maybe my brother was probably the tall second... Like He's still pretty short. He's pretty short yeah. in comparison and to... And he was sitting next to the cannolis, and a lot of cannolis weren't eaten. Yeah. Which, if I was sitting next to the cannolis, he's uh, he's a, that he's, would have been a different story. He's got discipline, unlike us. So <laughs> you got, you got, you got the, you got the wog treatment. I was actually very happy that you were the. Usually, it's me. Like yeah. I'll be sitting there, and they'd be like, "Anthony, have a, have another one. Do yeah. this that." No, both of my parents. I didn't even get to say hello to everyone no. before I'm being ushered to sit down and eat and have a drink in my hand. Yeah, I know. It yeah. was great. It, yeah, was, it, was, it's a great, it was great. It was This is like, this is, I should have been Italian. I should have been Italian. <laughs> but yeah, like, usually that's me. That's the one that's like, oh, Anthony, sit down, eat this and that. But no, they doted on you. And I felt like, because originally I was going to drive home. <laughs> and then your, your dad brings out some nice, really strong alcohol. Very and, and strong. And I pour these tiny shots. I'm like, I think I'm offending him by not drinking. Yeah. So I better just I better just get an Uber home and drink with your dad, which I'm very glad I did that. He is, for an old guy. Yeah. He He's not that old. For an old, for, you know... It, you know, a man who will take three days to recover from a hangover. No, he mowed the lawn the next day. No, no, I'm just saying. No, he's he's the type of person. If yeah, he yeah. As a, he's an older boy. He's, he's you're not you're not 18 who you know yeah. you, you can bounce bounce back, bounce back well, up. He's yeah. mid he's he's late mid to late six fifties. Yeah, drives a motorbike. Dri- rides a motorbike. Right. Okay. right? Uh, owns owns investment properties and. Uh, a beach house. And oh, that capitalist! What a what a legend! <laughs> You're so proud to show you his motorbike. I he was, was so proud. proud. And I've been invited down to the holiday. House. I know you got everything. <laughs> it was all in one. You got. You are the new son, right? Um, and I think I think I would have been offered a bed as well. Yeah, I think you were. I think I. I, I think it's like just crash upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was very glad you sort of t- took away some of that thing. I didn't have to like live up to expectations, and then I moved around to the alcoholic. Uh, firstborn is being disappointing, and then Kieran turns I up. Got, I, I moved around to the alcoholic side of yeah, the table. No, it was and very then, good. There was moved. there was a clear divide in the table of the alcoholic fun side, which I noticed your mum wasn't drinking, but sort of was a part of that side. Yeah. And then there was the other end of the table, which was I was like, geez, thank God I'm not down there because that's yeah. boring. Yeah. Yeah. But exactly right. My favorite thing was of the, of the night. Uh, my dad's talking to you, and you, yeah. you're having a drink. Uh-huh. And uh, my other family members are there, so it wasn't just my mum and dad. It was my my grandparents and my uncle and aunt and my little cousin. 
and, uh, and then your great aunt and your great uncle and, and Stefan's my brother and his and his and his girlfriend and their auntie and their uncle and so there's about fifty people so, there to paint the picture and then my parents go to you oh did you know Anthony's uncle had a heart attack the day after the engagement party and you're like who and, <laughs> and then everyone else hadn't heard that news and was like what <laughs> Vincent had a heart attack yeah. <laughs> I was like okay. I was like, why would I know? I, know. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what's going I'm on. I'm telling you, like, I'm going to need a cheat sheet. Yeah. Or I'm going to need what the Queen has. You know, the person who whispers in the ear when someone comes up. And yeah, like, okay. like, oh, this is uh, Sir Templeton and who runs... So uh, it, was a, it was an experience. Yeah. I'm glad you did. You ate at least five cannoli. Six. There you go. You drank about 40 shots of everything. Yeah. I was fine until I stood up. Yeah, he gets you. Yeah. That's how he gets you. You're like, yeah, I can have another drink. I had to go to take, take a piss. And I'm like, oh. I was like, I hope I don't. I was like, the toilet seat's got to be up because this is, I could be going anywhere. <laughs> I am swaying and this could end up anywhere. I'm very glad. I'm very glad. But yeah, so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. I hope there's lots of women mothers that listen to this podcast <laughs> and uh, had just a, just as a exciting Mother's Day. Yeah. Oh, uh, now I would. Now you're probably the question the listeners going, but what did Kieran do before his mother? My mother was interstate. Yeah, that's right. That's why he came over. <laughs> that's why I came over. Uh, uh, so I think you're welcome back. I think you, I think you might get the invitation back. I'll pass on your, your number. And well, we used to do the podcast from there. That's true. So I used to go over there quite a bit, but now yeah. we now we do it in this this brand new, fresh, um, church built studio. Uh, thank you very much. But Kieran, you've got a rant for I, us. I do have a rant, Church. Uh, Melbourne Public Transport. Yep. We have a thing called a My Key. <laughs> yeah, we do. Which, for anyone listening around the world, it's one of those cards you can put money on it's it. It's di- like a digital... A digital uh, public... Ticket, public transport yeah, ticket. Yeah, digital, digital yeah. ticket. Yeah. And you... Opal. It's called Opal in uh Opal in London. Sydney. No, London. London, London. yeah. Right, right. It's, it's like that, you know. It's plastic, you carry it around. You can do the fancy thing of never having to... Oh, shut up, Apple Watch. <laughs> right? You, you, you can do the thing where you never have to put money on it ever again because if it gets too low, it automatically charges your bank account. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's very good. I get an email telling me that it's expired. Okay. My my key has expired. Yeah, it's like a credit card. They expire. I don't understand. I've got to go. Why does it have to expire? I've got this black my key card or grey my key card, whatever it is. I've then got to. I've got to. Got to I I went to catch the truck. I had to pick up my car, my car from your parents' place. <laughs> you could have taken. And an I was. Uber. I could have taken an Uber, but I was being a cheapskate. <laughs> and I was like, I've got a book I want to read, and I'll be in public transport for like an hour and a half in total. So I'll just read my book. I'll just read my book and, and life will be good. And I turn up. I I walk past the machine where you put money on the on the thing because I, I have auto top up. Yeah. I go down the stairs, right? And then I, I tap the thing and it goes, it, it's red at me. No. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Why is it red? I tap it again. It's red. Now, you know how I like to leave a margin of safety, right? For, for anything <laughs> that I turn up to. <laughs> Of course, of yeah. course. So the train is pulling up right now. And I'm going, do I get on the train and go fuck it? Yeah. And then potentially get a fine? Or do I go back up the stairs? Thank God there was a lift. Uh, and and figure out what's going on with my card. While I was like, 
I don't want to get a fine. You obviously figured it out. Well, no, I, I go back up. I put my card in the machine. I'm trying to I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Anyway, I, I open up my emails and I'm like Googling like my key issues. issues. Um, sorry, I'm Googling my key issues and it's like your card may expire. So then I go to my email and I'm like put in my key and it's like, I've got this email. I don't check. This is an email account I don't check. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just, you know, one of those email accounts. It's like a hotmail. Never check it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, it's expired. So I'm going to spend another $6 on a card. No, they swap it for you. No, not at this station. It's a Sunday. Oh. There's no one around. I've got to spend $6 on a new oh. card. Right? <laughs> put money on this on this thing. And then I'm waiting for the train. Now, it's bloody Sunday, so it's not the, it's not the every two minutes, right? I think I've got to wait a little bit longer. So I'm, I'm like, right, I'll set up auto top up. Mm-hmm. Right, I've got time. I'll set up auto top up. I put in the card number in the in the in the app. Yeah, card not recognized. <laughs> I was like, thank you, government. Thank you, government. Mikey is private enterprise, buddy boy. Well, fucking, it's a public private. Fucking fix it. It is a disgrace. It is, it is terrible. Bad. It was over budget. It was. I want over. my six dollars back. I, I want to be able to auto top up it. This is a. This is your this old is a, card. Yeah. Go in. To, like, I threw it in the bin. Oh, okay. Well, because it wasn't working. That's fair enough. Make sure. We, I feel like you should be a little bit more outraged about I'm this. I'm very outraged. No, you're not. I, no, okay. Because I used to get it through work. Mm-hmm. Work used to like used to come out of my salary. Yeah. Automatically. You were able to salary sacrifice. Is that what you're saying? No, like it was a government thing. You could like get a discount and government like, employees working for the government. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It so you're great. in some kind of scam or pyramid scheme. Uh, pyramid scheme, yeah. probably more yeah. like <laughs> okay. anything else. Um, yeah. So, was- so in other words, like the Simpsons, you get to call nine one two. Yes. Where everyone else has to call nine one one. I'm pretty sure a lot of other organizations have it too. It just depends if they have like a Mikey. Yeah. You club. get to go on the special carriage with Barbara, the tea lady. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, yeah got know, it. She asked me if anyone wanted anything off the trolley. Yeah, it's, it's you get amazing. to drink port and, and yeah, yeah, and you know, Chardonnay. So I get a massage yeah. as well. There's you know, there's, there's the, the sex carriage as mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. but you don't want to go there. Okay, it's, it's like the yeah. sex cauldron. I thought they shut that place down. <laughs> no, but uh, now, but now I'm in the same boat as you guys, where that's expired, and I don't want to pay because it used to be like you, there was nothing but yearly memberships. And that means you pay for every single day. I'm not going into the office every single day, so it's not. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You don't want to be paying. You don't want to be paying yeah. for it. So I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. What's? Well, I'll just top it up and do the auto top up thing now. But I'm going to be in the same boat as you, hmm. because most of the stations aren't manned stations. Like my station here, the closest one to me, is not manned. So for me to swap anything. I have to. You have to go to a, a, a man station, station, which yeah. is you know next one down, but it's still a walk. And if you go to Flinders Street, there's always a queue. I don't know why there's a queue. There's always a queue. Pa- I'm a, I get on a Parliament now, so it's all right. Yeah, I don't even know where the windows of the people are at, at, at the Parliament station. I'm sure that's manned. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. the entrance. But there's always a queue. Yeah, Southern Cross was pretty good. I don't like queues. Southern Cross is pretty good. I always had good good. Mm. Good experiences mm. at Southern Cross Station. Yeah, I mean, station. I'm, I'm indifferent to Southern Cross. That's fair enough. Southern Cross is a building where I'm like, I feel like there should be walls, not just a roof. It's cold. It's windy. Why haven't they made this more like an airport terminal? 
it's it's a, it's sort of like an airport terminal, mm. but it's not quite like an airport terminal. But it could be like an airport terminal with a little bit more luxuries. Sure. And then they got this thing called a lounge, and I'm like, that's not a lounge. No. Where is the free? Co- well, there's a membership fee you pay, but where is the free coffee? Where is the food? I don't think. Where is be- the buffet? I think. The issue is like the plane. At least you might be waiting some time for a plane. V line, country line. How often do you catch a V line? When I was living in the country, I caught the the V line. Well, I had to wait an hour once to get on a train. Well, look, that's your problem. And not mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but no, yeah, I can understand. The Mikey system is pretty shit here. I think for the 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 quality of service that you get from. The train network. Mm. And I'm assuming this is across the board, but especially in Australia. But it's 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 definitely not worth how much we pay for it. Mm. Compared to like places like Singapore mm. and Japan, obviously, and stuff like that. But like I remember catching a train in Singapore and they don't even have drivers. Yeah. They're all It's all automated. It's all electric. They know like, it's, it's all on the circuit, it's all yeah. timed. And so like, I think in Japan, if you are late for work you can't blame public transport because public transport will actually notify workplaces if trains are delayed mm. whereas here it's like oh it's a crapshoot <laughs> <laughs> oh my train was delayed oh okay <laughs> your boss is gonna believe it your boss is like they're probably right <laughs> they're probably right i'm not gonna <laughs> check up on the moon <laughs> um I, I think i've talked about this on the show before i've got two rants hmm. one's birthday cards Mm-hmm. Um. The what a waste. The in okay, I'm not gonna say it's an enormous fee. Like you know, in the grand scheme of things, birthday card. My budget for birthday cards mm-hmm. is not a huge expenditure in my life. Yeah, but when you ta- cards in general, yeah. When you when you take it out and look at the product you're getting for the price you're paying, mm-hmm. it is a piece of paper with a picture on it and some words in the middle. Yeah. And it's three to five dollars. Yeah. I had to buy one for my mother's day. It's like any feel. And women fucking love the card. See, I guys, have I ever got you a card? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want ever? a card. The card is going in the bin. The, look, and look, we got like the, if there's money in the card, the money is taken out of the card. Why would I ever like if I, it's your birthday mm-hmm. and I go, Oh, here's a gift, here's a All right, church. I got you a card for your engagement party. But that's different. What was what was the sentimental thing I wrote on it? You know what? It had cash in it. <laughs> I took it out today. Good classic. Kieran listened to what I, how much I thought, and then Niall did the same thing, uh-huh, uh-huh. and he did the same values. He's, obviously, you had talked in code. Actually, can I say we we didn't? <laughs> oh wow! We actually didn't. Um, because he had already he had you know how I said I like to leave a margin of safety. Yeah. So we were about to leave. And I was like, fuck, I need to do my card. Yeah. <laughs> and and put the money in. And Niall goes, Oh, you've put you've put two hundred in. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, I was like, what did you do? He's like, same. I'm like, oh thank God. No, that's good. Oh thank God. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm very proud of both of you. So cards are very expensive what they are. Mm. I'm annoyed at them. I think the whole industry is a female oriented. But do you industry. know and this all, is the backstory? You know this is the backstory. I had the cash. Yeah. I didn't have the card. Before I went to your engagement party, I had to get in the car. I had to drive to the shops. See that I had to get your the... gift now is not worth two hundred dollars. It's two hundred and five dollars. I had to put more <laughs> effort. You know what? For your wedding, 
you're probably going to get cash again. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to minus the card value. Okay. Yeah, so you might have a dollar and some cents in there. you know what? Because (laughs) the, the, the... the effort that you have to go to get a card. Yeah. The day when you have to come over to my parents' house to get ready. Yeah. You just do what walks you. You come over and you just shake my hand and uh-huh. you pass the cash off and that's it. It's all done. Done? That's it. That's a very efficient way. It's all done. Mm. It's like, you know, give me your hand and put your cup down. Well, I might, I might hold the gift because I want to make sure that the wedding is appropriate. That's very true. Yeah. Very true. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. You, you're going to drink a lot. Yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Don't worry about that. My other rant is meetings... Oh, not it's meetings in general, but specifically preparing agendas for meetings that take longer to prepare than the actual (laughs) meeting itself. For all these meetings that I've been going to, because I'm the stats guy, I have to put all these stats together of how much work the team's done and this and that. And look, it'll take me an hour and a half to prepare all these stats on a weekly basis for a meeting that goes for an hour with the potential of them not even talking about the statistics. Now, I'm happy to prepare them because it's an hour and a half of my work done. That means it takes me three hours because yeah. I'm going to have a coffee and a chat to people. Yeah. But realistically, it's a three hours of wasted time for an hour meeting that is a wasted time. Mm-hmm. It's four hours out of my day. This is why the government is terrible across the board. I don't know if any other workplaces are as bad as that. But god damn it, what a waste of time. I uh look, you know, it it's it's I think you gotta do something here, Church. I think you need to prepare agendas that don't have appendixes. I I don't even want an agenda. Uh-huh. I just want people to I go, okay, what have you done? What have you done? What have you done? Ten you got two minutes to talk, two minutes to talk to me. Great. Have you anyone got any issues? Mm-hmm. Yes, no, yes, come see me. You no, know, you can go finish continue on your work. That's a fifteen minute thing, and that even includes going. How was your weekend? Uh huh. Oh, the how's the how is your weekend talk? The how is your weekend chat can go anywhere from five seconds to a good two hours. I keep it quick. It yeah. de- you know, I it depends. Really, people don't care about your weekend. It, it all depends. Yeah. My answer to that will all depend on how much work I want to do for the rest of the day. <laughs> So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get shit done. Yeah, it was good. I spent it with my mum for Mother's Day. Saw my mate. Good stuff. Otherwise, oh, my my dad, you know, if I want to waste time, my dad made cannoli again. Did you know my dad's a pastry, used to be a pastry chef in another life? Oh, before he became an electronics and a tram driver. See, I could just go on. Like, oh, that's I was a tram driver. Oh. <laughs> Very exciting times. Sorry, I was blown away when your dad said he went worked in like a prison for a little bit. Or yeah, went into a prison. I was just like, he's I've, got a lot, I've got a lot of questions he's, about this. He's got, he's got too many stories. And the, just, more, the more drunk you get him, the oh. more stories he'll tell, which is always very, very good. just like, that's bloody amazing. Uh, have you got an article to us with the uh, article? I know you've got a podcast, but we're going to we're gonna do I, some podcast consultant bit uh, uh, I, coming up. I do have an article, Church. Oh, good, good. good. Uh, you're about to get married. Yes. Which is very good. And you may you may pass this, but a bride leaves groom at altar for okay. failure to recite the multiplication tables. Well, if it's anything like Jess and I, Jess will be the one that can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it. Her math skills are not as uh, strong as this guy's over here. But uh... Uh, Very few people expect to take a math test on their wedding day, but at the request of his bride, taking a math test is exactly what one groom did Upon arriving at his wedding ceremony, unfortunately for him, the results ruined everything. 
One bride in, in India called off her wedding upon discovering that the groom could not recite the multiples of two. Oh, uh, what? That's <laughs> no, just doubles. Uh, according to the outlet, the groom reached the wedding hall on Saturday evening with his uh, with his, uh, with his something, but the bride, who was suspicious of his educational qualifications, asked him to recite the table of two. Now, I've been to an Indian wedding in India. Yeah. And um, uh, this is probably some kind of arranged wedding, right? Because you know they 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 should would have known one another or something like that. But the other thing is, uh. The couple that got married in India, so uh, Raul, who's Indian, and then then Beck, who is Australian, mm. on the wedding invitation, it said Dr. Beck. And I was, I was saying to Beck, like, you're not a doctor. Like, how come you're called Dr. Beck? And then I also look at it, I'm like, Raul's not an engineer. Why is he? Like, what? And they're like, oh, status and its importance and... and like and you know Beck's like they they we're in India they don't know if I'm not a doctor. <laughs> it's just important status wise. It's it's so he's probably this guy's the... probably talked up his qualifications because no one checks. Yeah, but this bride checked. Well, she didn't really check. She just sort of just hoped, like, just wanted to double check on the day, yeah. which seems a little bit like if you're gonna check, doing it on the day seems to be. The most dangerous. Yeah, but if it's an arranged marriage and you haven't met each other, and this is the first time you're meeting, that's true. That is that is that is very true. Um, yeah, that's that's a good. But two times tables. Uh-huh. Let's go back to the the real crux of this. Do you remember that multiplication song with the cassette? There was a cassette tape. I don't. Oh, no. there was a cassette tape, and you put it in the cassette player, and it played the it played the times tables, but it was like that funky, like someone's playing the keyboard. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Um, I don't remember this. I didn't have like, this in my two school. times two is four. And then, yeah. I don't, was, I don't yeah. remember that. No, I, I just, think the sevens times table had a funky tune. I'm going to see if I can find is this. Is you going to find it? Yeah. yeah. I just remember having one of those number charts that had lines on the top as it, and they would just point and like the the odd, uh, odd numbers were in red and the even numbers were in blue. And that way you could always do your two times tables like that. Yeah. And uh, I always thought, I still sometimes think about like a number chart like that and some of the the adding and subtracting. Here we go. Hello. Welcome to the classroom collection for a sound education. Sound education. I hope that you find this an enjoyable way to learn your multiplication tables. You're telling me you never had this. I never had this. Oh my God. Our system is a lot of fun and very easy. Hang on, I'm just going to fast forward a little bit. Let's just uh, fast forward. I never had this. Never. No, no, then, this is not my, not my jam. Sixty-six. See? It's catchy. They've got a cool everyone. Every everyone time, gets every, a little. Every different uh, as, you, as you go up the uh, groups. Yeah. The beat of the song changes a little bit. Because this is like the really weird version of uh, Twelve Days of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like you know. If you're gonna do talk about uh, what what did you grow up with? I grew up with the, you know, and eventually it's like twenty minutes has to be has to be quite long. Forty minutes. Forty minutes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was a, 
See, it was on a cassette tape. Yeah. Which means you couldn't like skip and go, oh, we've already learned our one times tables. <laughs> you're start gonna, again, boys. You're going to go through it again. Yeah. Start again. Yeah. Start again. By the time you get to the seven or eight times tables, you're done, man. Yeah. That's, yeah. Imagine a child trying to listen to a guy singing numbers for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and to, you know, to get to the confusing one, seven, eights, and nines. That's, Fantastic. um, yeah, there you go. I'm very impressed. Very impressed. I'm just impressed you can Google that, uh, YouTube that. I know, you found that right <laughs> fucking instantly. That's that's the scary thing. Oh. It's like, Jamie, pull up, pull up the gorilla, having, you know, beating up the other gorilla. Um, Kieran. Yeah. You know my disdain for Harry Potter. I, all I know is that you want to go see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. What is that? Play. What is it? Oh, play. Yeah, it's two parts. <sighs> I don't want to see him play at the best of times, let alone. I actually, you know the best. You know the plays that you would love, Spamalot, Monty Python, Spamalot, yeah, 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 and uh, Book of Mormon. I did see Book of Mormon actually. Yeah, yeah. That's a musical though. Well, it's the same thing. Well, plays don't usually have music in them. That's what the musical <laughs> of a musical is. Okay, well, I've seen two musicals. <laughs> I think Spamalot's a musical. It's got, yeah, Spamalot's yeah, a musical. Yeah, 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 the plays are just like plays, like. People oh, I've seen plays, but what you got to do when you go to a play church? Let me tell you how how you've got to do it. How many? You got to get the leg room. Got to get the beer. Got to get the hot dog. Number one, if it's not arranged seating, you are, you want to be in first back row, and you want to get the aisle. Okay. Right, you don't want to be wedged in. Yeah. Do not be wedged in. Whatever you do, don't be wedged in. Number two, if someone is expecting you, like a niece or a daughter or or, an, or something like that, mm-hmm. um, you can do what I did. Did I ever tell you what I did at my uh, my niece and nephew's play? No, Sandringham at no. the Hamer Hall. No. Okay. Did you let? You know, I think you did. You were at the back, and then you just quickly snuck in and had to get drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never went back in. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, so you can do that. Sit at the back, and then then leave. But what Uncle Kieran did. And what Uncle Kieran always does is he's never pays full attention. He's always got some lollies or, or he goes to the bathroom and it doesn't make his way back in, right? <laughs> Wants to be in peace. There's always a couch somewhere in the foyer. Everyone's in in watching the play. And then Uncle Kieran goes, when the play's over and, and you know with your family, I'll I'll go get uh, Lee oh. from the teacher. And then you walk over and you're like, ah, I saw you do the dancing and the spinning. This really right. doesn't work no, out I... very well if you're going to go see adults oh. <laughs> or people you don't know in the play. All right, let's just say we're going to see Saoirse, our friend Saoirse. Yeah, yeah, play, yeah. Right? Um, but I'd be paying attention. Like, we're going to go see her. Are you telling me you're just going to sneak off at the back? Well, no, no, but I'm probably going to be interested in this. So That's I'm, true. I'm talking about a, a, a time if you Things thought, you're not interested Let's say in. we had to go see Shakespeare. Yeah. Right, unless, it does. <laughs> unless it's contemporary Shakespeare, yeah, that's a comedy. You're not going to hold my attention, okay? Right, because <laughs> we're both idiots. Yeah, that's... and you don't want me staying there watching because I'm going to disturb everyone else. That's true. So at least I've made you got the your effort. little Pez dispenser. You're going to put it on my leg. I'm at least I've laugh. made. At least I've made the effort. At an that's appropriate true. time, I'd leave, and then I would find a bar. Well, look, let's get to the And one. then I would come back later, and if she didn't know, let's say it was a dark cinema and didn't know I was there, I would find some talking points, some relevant talking points, quickly Google Macbeth or something, find out what character she was, and go, oh my god, I just, I loved how you, you I love how you just, you know, you really said the line of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's all you need! I hope Social listens to That's this. That's all you need! <laughs> I hope Social listens to this and knows all your tricks now. 
See, when our good friend, what's his face, Ben, <laughs> uh, had his first child christened, yeah, uh, baptized, baptized, yeah, christened, christened, and I was not, I guess, christened, yeah. but more christened. And I was late. Yeah. What was one of the first things I did? Uh, I got up and I left you morons and I went over and I shook his hand and true. spoke to the fa- as if I was there the entire time. Well, and the first words that came out of my mouth was, wasn't this a beautiful baptism? Well, you, you can say that about anything. And then you, guys, <laughs> then, you, then you guys, then you guys actually later told him, told him. We did the right thing in the eyes of the Lord <laughs> and Ben. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, let's talk about Harry Potter. Right. Let's go back to that. Um, J.K. Rowling has uh-huh. has been, uh, she's on a steady decline yeah. in the eyes of, I guess, our age group mm-hmm. in their current ages now for many reasons. Mm. And many people who loved Harry Potter are now starting to hate it. Mm-hmm. And here's the article from Vice. Fans tell us why they want to cover up their Harry Potter tattoos. Mm. So... Over, I brought up stuff about Harry Potter before, but J.K. Rowling's gone around oh, and said fucking, stuff like... So people like 16, 17, 18 would have got Harry Potter tattoos. Yes, and they've still got them. Ugh. And they're showing, you know, they've got them on there. And we'll talk about because I've uh-huh. got a couple of character studies yeah. Yeah. that we can have a bit of a, a, th- a bit of a look at. But yes, so re- le- recently, more common these days, is that J.K. Rowling is apparently super transphobic. But that's how what people are interpreting it as. Apparently, she wrote this. Um, it's because of she wrote this four thousand word essay or something, uh-huh. and people have interpreted as transphobic and hate uh, fans hate the post book note. So, like, remember when I brought in an article that J.K. Rowling said the wizards used to not use toilets; they used to wizard away their poos, uh-huh. stuff like that. And the fans, because of all this backlash against all these things are now wanting to get their tattoos removed. Mm. I'm like, okay, well, you probably should have got a, a tattoo of a children's book of you, on you. It's like going, oh, I've got a tattoo of where the wild things are. Or, you know, you know, Specky McGee. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Great. Good, good one, dickhead. You know? Uh, anyway, so here's a character study. Uh-huh. This is Lainey. She's, she's a woman. Yeah. Uh, she has a tattoo of the Deathly Hallows logo, mm-hmm. which is from the. Oh, so books. she was trying to be a bit of a bit of a wild card. Yeah, yeah, and she also yeah. has Harry's Patronus. I don't know what that is. Which but... is, I got to it's the symbol to protect him from fear. So when the certain monsters come out, he does this spell, and this figment of I think it's a I think it says a Patronus, a Patronus. Yeah, but it's like in the shape of a deer. Uh huh comes out of his wand and protects him from this. With antlers. With antlers. Yeah. Okay. So so she so this is what Laney has said. Deer generally run away. Deer don't Deer aren't a, a bear or something like that. No, or this is a like redneck. A, I would accept a redneck with a shotgun. Now yeah. that's that's scary. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's true. I'll give you that. You got me there. <laughs> but so this is what she said. As yeah. I've gotten old as I've gotten more critical in my adult years it's been weird going, uh, uh, reading back, going back and reading the books. Like, he, she's, he, she's found new context for these, uh-huh. some of these characters. Right. This is all retrospective. This is a little bit like Back to the Future when you sort of think about, like, 
why is a 60 year old hanging out with an 18 year old yeah it's like yeah, weird. Yeah. It's like, he's like you shouldn't think about that because otherwise just it's stupid it's just like it's a film it's yeah. a book it's a children's book yeah you know like this one here like you know, she says in the text the bankers are goblins and they're depicted as greedy and hook nose and so she obviously implies that jk rowland is now prejudiced against jewish people because she made the banker well, character. Well, that's taking it a little bit, a little bit too. But that's far. what she's saying. Yeah, she said she's basically implying like, oh, because she's goblins have hook noses and they're greedy. She's implying that they're bankers, and they're Jewish. Or they, or they're goblins. Or they go. I don't like. Yeah, okay, goblins. Hang on, t- is this referring to the film or to the book? Because the book. Okay, the book. Yeah, book and film. Yeah, because yeah, the film is a director's view of what the yeah. goblins look like. Oh, well, goblins! Ha- you have a pretty vivid picture in your head of what a goblin is. I was is. very disappointed with the Harry Potter films because it was nothing like I imagined when yeah. I read them. Yeah, it's true. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So going on, like, but she was Lainey was happy that, um, initially because later on, retrospectively of the books. Uh, J.K. Rowling came out on Twitter and said, oh, Albus Dumbledore actually wrote him as a gay character. But she, she never explicitly said that in the book or said anything about that in the book, but she came out later and said, actually, he was gay. Mm-hmm. And initially, she was happy about this. Mm-hmm. But in retrospect, now looking back at it, she's seeing it almost as pandering. Right. Because she's a gay woman. Mm-hmm. Is J.K. Rowling gay? No, no, no. I'm talking about Lainey, who oh. got the tattoo. So, all this, so, so this person... This woman hmm. who's you know, lesbian, yeah. the Deathly Hallows, all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff on it, is looking back at a children's book and mm. reading into it even more. Reading it into more than what children would read into it. Well, well yeah, what anyone really should read into mm. it. Because again, it's a children's book. Yeah. You know, you don't go, oh, I'm doing where the wild things are and oh, the, the Gruffalos. That's actually, like, you know, that's that's actually uh, the the Israelites. Like, uh, you know, no one's no, it's 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 an animal, it's fictional. You know, there may be some social commentary overall, but it's like a fictional thing mm, about wizards. Yeah, like let's not look too deep into this and, and muglets or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Right. So let's one. look at one more one more uh, case study is Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan's a male. Yeah, you know, he read the books uh, as a kid. During the time that his parents were going through a divorce, right, okay. and used it as a coping mechanism, as an escape, a fantasy as an escape. land, exactly right. Yep, so yep. This beautiful escape of wizards yep. and magic and this and that, you know. Um, he's got the Deathly Hallows tattoo, and uh, he got it when he was seventeen, and because he loved the book so much. This is a seventeen-year-old man wanting a tattoo. Now, uh, usually, when I think seventeen-year-old person wanting a tattoo, uh, they're like, you know. Rough guys, maybe gone to juvenile hall. Mm-hmm. No, this guy, 17, wanted a tattoo, went out to a back alley and got a tattoo of Harry Potter. In the finest back alley there is. <laughs> so fantastic. Yeah. So he said, as an adult, I've reread the books. Again, it's a children's book. Maybe don't say that you've just reread all the books in your adulthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started picking up little stuff like, hey, she writes that slavery is good, referring to the house elves. So I had to think about this one here. Yeah. Because I know Harry Potter enough, you know. And in the book, the house elves don't, they like being servants. Mm. 
You know, very rarely do they not. So he's implying... It's almost like the... I read the house elf as a little bit like a dog. A yeah. dog likes being... A dog. Yeah, it's it's like a pet. Yeah, it's like a it's like a you know a dog a, loves its owner. You know, it's it's very simple, right? Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. But he's looking at it and going, no, no, she's saying slavery is good. Yeah. I'm like, no, I guarantee you, J.K. Rowling didn't go. But I thought they had freedoms, the house elves. Oh, they got magic spells, but they have to stay with the family, yeah. and only the family can release them. Uh-huh. But I guess that's like a dog as uh, well. I, I don't really a let bit. a dog. Yeah. I don't let a dweezil out on the night, t- night now out on the town, and hope that he comes back. Yeah, he's not coming back. <laughs> nah, he's got a nose, and he's got uh, dog ladies to so go after. He's even hated in the future. So this is Jordan talking now. Uh-huh. Uh, he he also hates this post book yeah you know retrospective twitter posts you know mm-hmm. so one of the things that was said during you know people like hey why aren't there any jewish kids at Hog- hogwarts the school and jk like no there was one his mm-hmm. name was andrew goldstein and everyone's like, wait a second. Did you just pull up a Jewish name out of a hat and go, that's... <laughs> like, if you never talked about him in the book. Yeah. And that's... I think that's what a big thing is a lot of these people don't understand. You've got a book, right? You're only going to focus on the characters that relate to the main guy's story. Yeah, the supporting characters support the yeah. story. You don't... You know, yeah. there, there might be... There are probably thousands of people at this school. It's like Hagrid or something supports the idea that he lives out in, in the woods or something and yeah. the kids go off and no, do but adventures I mean, there's, there's and like, he, he, he's like a mentor or something. Yeah, but he's like at least a named character and he's part of the, the, the story. Mm. But there's heaps of kids at that school that are like a year, year levels above him, year levels below him, that are just like other kids at the school that, that the char- characters have no interaction with because... It wouldn't progress the plot along. Hmm. Like Harry might walk into the, the urinals and stand next to this Andrew Goldstein, but you know, by putting that bit in the book, <laughs> you know, and then like, Harry stood next to the only Jewish kid. Cool. He knew he was Jewish because he had no foreskin. <laughs> Very strange. Why didn't they grow back with the polyjuice or whatever? Like that doesn't progress the story. Right. And I think that's the important thing. It's like, yeah, it's not. It's it's about a character. Like, anyway, so he continues on and says it was a huge. Uh, like, you know, he goes on like, you know, they talked about the plumbing, you know, and they didn't. Uh, they used to teleport things, and he goes, it's still a huge part of my life, but it no longer feels like the same escape that he had hang on, as a child. Hang on. It shouldn't be a huge part of your life. You should grow grow beyond it. And this is one I'll tell like he still thinks like, yeah, it's got all these issues I don't realize, but it's still a part of my life, but it doesn't give me the same amount of escape that it used to. Of course, because it's a children's book. For that children. You're reading as an adult. Yeah. Like, you know, guy our age. Yeah. Imagine if we were talking to someone and they're like, Oh, I read uh, what like, you know <laughs> I, I read Harry Potter or like all of them once a year and you'd be like, Man, what is fucking idiot? fucking loser you know i got i'm not a huge reader of books anymore like it's it's just not like just something i enjoy like obviously you're reading a book but um you know i think the last book i read i think it was something about the um the federal reserve really interesting <laughs> it's actually really interesting i'll let you the book church the only books i read these days are do with the finance and investing yeah so i got i, I read the book about the american federal reserve it's a really interesting book 
uh, or like sheet music books or yeah. stuff like that or something trashy because I'd seen something after a day of work, right? But for this person to go, I'm going to go back and read a book for children consistently. I get it. I'm a huge Power Rangers fan. I love the Power Rangers, but I don't make it a part of my identity. I wouldn't make, like, you know, I wouldn't put... If you could go five years without watching the Power Rangers, I'm sure you'd be... Oh, I'm sure I've done it before, yeah. but it's it's a fun piece of trashy TV that I think I've shown my, my little... I showed um, Jess's nephew recently, and he's, he's big onto dinosaurs. I'm like, well, how good's this? There's dinosaurs, but they're also robots, and they form a giant Zord. Fantastic. He was into it. Yeah. Like, I'm a huge Bugs Bunny fan. Yeah. And I'm like, but if I didn't watch Bugs Bunny for 10 years, that's okay. But you know what? If Bugs Bunny's on, I'm going gonna... gonna, gonna to... Yeah, no, hey, it's a pretty funny, it's a pretty funny sort of thing going on here. But you're right. It's a children... It's still a children's thing. Yeah. But it's not meant to be dissected in the way you would like To Kill a Mockingbird, which is my favorite book of all time. Never read or, it. Fantastic book. You really like it, actually. Really? Um... Or like eight, 1984, Fahrenheit 491, I can't remember off the top of my head. But all these books, or, like, or even a Stephen King novel or something like that, there's plenty of books out there that mm-hmm. are aimed for adults. And that's what you should be, if you like reading, you should move into that adult. You should move adult. into the, transition into the Yeah, it's like, like or Dante's yes. Inferno or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Church, speaking of adults, yes. I have another news article. Go for it. But it's a bit of an audio, which I have just sent you, because mm-hmm. I'll need you to uh, to team up the clip. I got it. Um, just in a, most, in a moment. Uh, there is an investigation occurring in a courtroom. Yes. And I think I know which justice flushed the toilet. Someone on the Supreme Court live streamed a bathroom session. The evidence suggests a particular culprit. On Wednesday at precisely 12.42pm, the loud, unmistakable sound of a flushing toilet splashed through the Supreme Court's third ever live stream of oral, oral arguments. It sounded a bit like this. And what the FCC has said is that when the subject matter of the call ranges to the topic, then the call is transformed. And it's it's yeah. a call that would have been allowed and it's no longer allowed. And so I think that I think that, well, I the, that the content of the call issue. is different here. Excuse me. I guess a technical issue. <laughs> can, I, can I just say? Yeah. We live stream. Uh huh. How do we have better audio than the Supreme Court? <laughs> <laughs> how does that happen? How does how does how do we have better audio quality than the Supreme Court? I I don't know. I don't know. Well, look. Oh no. Well, actually, well, Joe Biden. No, no, I do know because if that's someone at home. Delivering it, they may not have a good mic. I feel like the judges would have good mics. It's true. I'll give you that. I oh, feel yeah. like the lawyer at home with their um, Surface Pro or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There's the business yeah. setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't going to have uh, high quality yeah, podcast microphones that. and headphones in a wonderful studio. I get that. That is the We Only Do One Take podcast, the only podcast in the world that is a complete shit show. I'm glad you plugged the show 40 minutes <laughs> into the show. <laughs> If only you would do that online. Don't forget to check us out on Sundays when we live stream conspiracy theories. And we have a lot of fun in the chat as well. That's very And we will be continuing. uh, The sacred geometry. The sacred (laughs) geometry on Sundays. Which is the worst. Which is easily the worst ever video. So find us. YouTube us right now. Yep. Uh, We only do one take podcast. Subscribe. Ring the bell. Mm -hmm. And you'll know when we're, we're on live on sunday absolutely it's yeah. good fun so uh, i can plug 
Very true. There you go. I've got a quick. I've got a. Um, let's see. I've got two articles. Um, okay. No, I'll do this one. Yeah. I'll do this one. Then at the end, I'll I'll do a quick one about Gwyneth Paltrow. But this is a good one. California is set to release sixty three thousand violent felons back into the streets in an effort to create safer prisons. And that's what we need. We need safer prisons. <laughs> I mean, look, prison, as we all know, it's just a nice holiday camp for people that we don't want living on the streets, you know, enjoying the streets, the hellhole that is the streets. Yeah. And we put violent felons all together because they need to pay a debt to society, but it needs to be in a safe environment because uh-huh. we care <laughs> and love people that have killed other people, raped babies, uh-huh. and uh, stolen billions of dollars off yeah. the working man uh-huh. across the board. But what those people really deserve to hear, especially the ones that are... Well, let's, let's continue on to the stats because I think you'll agree that these people deserve a second chance in our society. Mm-hmm. The goal is to incentivize incarcerated the incarcerated population to practice good behavior and follow the rules while uh, uh, serving their time. Okay? Great. I like yeah. it. Of those to be released, 10,000 serve non-violent offenses. So they're, they're, they're going to reduce their time by half. But 20,000 of them, 30% of them, uh-huh are currently serving life sentences. Okay, that's interesting. So, see, I'm all for... I Look, I'm for the, the person who's been locked up on, like, marijuana or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. But the life sentence bloke? <laughs> but I just sort of go... I can't see it working. I can see those that are in the uh, country farm, minimum security yeah. prisons. Yeah. I can see them basically being, being yeah. let out. The ones that have been given a year... Yeah, and then whatever. six six months they're just Life like sentences they're just on like the they're just like uh, look you're wasting space here. yeah you you off you go yeah misdemeanors with traffic yeah, yeah. like oh you haven't you haven't paid ten thousand dollars of tickets because there's no there's no point putting them in the the hard criminal yeah places and just making them more of a criminal yeah yeah which is generally what but, happens. Guys with the life sentence. Guys with the life sentence. I don't think, think so. I'm thinking. I think the guy that, with the life sentence you know, needs to go back through court. I was gonna say that might take a look. Look, if Sideshow Bob can be, if anything is a, as a case study, <laughs> no matter how many times you let him out and he says the Bart the and he's he's a good once once he actually did the good thing. Once he did do the once Sideshow Bob did actually did the good thing. It was but he still brother. went back to prison. Yeah, you know, oh Cecil, so completely, but. If if Sideshow Bob has taught us nothing, if not, the violent psychopath genius killer, or even just a person who's serving a life sentence, probably deserve, especially when they've gone through the trial multiple times, I'm pretty sure they probably deserve to be there. And I don't think removing them from a prison society is going to... Yes, it may make the prison safer. But it may... Wait, is it, is it safer because they're going? <laughs> I think it's safer. Yeah, it, it's the only correlation causation that you can really think. Oh, it's dangerous with them in there. They have to remo- be removed. And without them, there's less danger. Well, they were obviously the cause <laughs> of, the, of danger. the danger. Those are the people we don't want on our streets. I can see why a lot of Californians... Well, I don't think it's a lot, but I can see why Californians 
are moving to Texas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It seems like the the smart move. Yeah. Um, as as things go. But Kieran, it's everybody's absolute favorite. Uh, it's our show. favorite time. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. It is time for the podcast with consultants where you can learn all the tricks and tips needed to create a fantastic podcast. Here with Kieran and Turch, we're here to help. Kieran, you've brought in a fantastic <laughs> podcast for us today to look at. I do, I'm, just, I have. I'm just popping it up here. Now, uh... I'm glad you found one because I was—I've been trying to get one. Uh, uh, one. The one I'm trying to get together is a work in progress, uh-huh. and I think I've shared with you the the, the, the episode that yeah, I want to do. Yes, yes. And it's going to be a good one because mm. it's going to um, bring in a couple of things that I really a podcast I really love. But uh, that's one we have to really dissect. And mm. obviously, last week we talked about uh, the brain buddies. <laughs> I was going to be like. What did we what do? What did we do? Yeah, the brain buddies, and we decided that you know we have to go something a little bit more sane this uh-huh, week. Uh-huh. And I don't think you've actually bought anything <laughs> this sane this week. But well, I think what this, is, I think this is, is much saner than uh, than last week. Okay, that's good to hear. This is called belligerent Christianity. Yeah. Uh, by with Randall Sims. Randall Sims. Randall Sims, and we're listening to what's in your sandwich. Shall I click play? Yeah, let's you just click let me play. know when you stop. Well, you pause it when you want to talk. I'll talk. Right. Life will be good. Hey, I'm Randall Sims. Thank you for listening. Be warned, what you're about to hear may contain language that eradicates heathenism, offends Philistines, and makes you generally uncomfortable. Side effects may include righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Many have also reported having received eternal life. The language is excessively biblical and explicitly Christian. Hostile towards darkness, aggressive in love. That's the definition of, and you're listening to, the Belligerent Christianity Podcast. So I think a, uh, a good opening. I'm having a great time. Yeah. Audio quality could be better. Pre-recorded oh, good though. Good pre-recorded though. But that's okay. I don't mind it being pre-recorded if yeah. it's going to be good. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. The audio quality is a bit average. Again, not uh, it, everybody the, can act- have the audio quality of the Weirdly One Tech podcast. It does. He actually, the latest episode I listened to, audio quality is much better. Okay. Okay. We'll give it to him. So Listen. early phase of a, starting up a podcast. So what is, so the purpose of this podcast sounds like, just from that introduction, is him telling us how good religion is or his Christianity. I think so. I really don't know. Okay. I've good. listened to it. I don't really know. So I have know. not listened to this episode. Yeah. This is like when I sprung on you, too real, too nice. Yeah. And we just had to go through it. <laughs> good, what have you. Thank you for joining me today. I have a word that's prepared for you, and I'm going to get into that in just a moment. But before I do, let me just remind you to subscribe, follow, and share. Music still going. Yeah. Is it going through the whole time? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Additionally, I ask that you prayerfully consider becoming a financial supporter of this ministry. Our goal is to spread the gospel unashamedly, unabashedly, and I assure you that you will be sowing into fertile soil. Let's start with a modern parable. All right, stop Three there guys are doing construction. Yeah. I think this is something we could learn from this guy. We've got to somehow get money. I think we've got to change us to a religious podcast. <laughs> and then ask for the funds. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, as the CEO, you put in a strategy. We'll have a collection, a digital collection plate. You know what? I should have brought this in as another rant, but yeah. the word uh, planning, a, uh, the phrase planning a strategy yeah. or uh, a strategic outlook on our business plan, <laughs> those, all, all of those mean absolutely nothing. And it's what wankers say to make themselves feel good about their work. It's just like, you either do your work or you don't. You need a plan. It's not strategic. All plans are strategic. <laughs> you don't You don't ever have a retarded plan. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yes, I've got one of those average plans. No, no, it's, it's, it's strategic because you've got a strategy and a plan. But plans are usually strategic. Well, no well, one ever goes... Well, I was a bit, I've been in work and they're like, we're going to activate this area. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean by activate? Yeah. Have you ever read that thing? Um, it's a diet book by that guy that no one, Green, uh, Pete Evans. No. And he talks about activated almonds. And everyone's like, what are activated almonds? He goes, they're just, they're just like almonds. They've been activated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're listening to a parable now. Parable, okay. Here we go. Work on the scaffolding of a building's 20th floor. Lunchtime arrives, and the first guy opens his sandwich and says, Peanut butter and jelly every day. The same old thing. If I get PB&J on my sandwich one more time for lunch, I'm going to jump off this building. The second guy opens the sandwich from his lunchbox and moans, BLT again every day. The same old thing. If I get bacon, lettuce, and tomato on my sandwich one more time, I'm going to jump off too. The third guy opens his sandwich and says, Turkey again Every day, the same old thing. If I get turkey on my sandwich one more time, I'm jumping with you two guys. The next day, the first guy opens his lunchbox, sees the PB&J, and jumps off the building. The second guy opens his lunchbox, sees bacon, lettuce, and tomato, and jumps off the building too. The third guy opens his lunch, sees a turkey sandwich, and jumps off the building to his death as well. At the funeral, the first guy's wife is weeping. She says, if I had only known, if I had only truly known how tired he was of peanut butter and jelly, I would never have given it to him again. The second guy's wife, also weeping, says, I could have given him salami or pastrami. I didn't really... I bet you that... I I think I know where this joke is going. I don't think it's a joke. And the last one goes, oh, he made his own sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. ...how much he hated BLT. Everyone turns and stares at the third guy's wife. Don't look at me, she says. He always insisted on making his own lunch. Let me share some universal truths with you. Your current what? What? See, it's it's a it's a joke, right? But yeah. I take from this because he's it's taking as a parable and it's Christianity that his wife's the wives weren't doing a good enough job. I don't even think this is a parable. He said it was a parable. Yeah, but. A parable has a certain... I just think it's a terrible parable. Well, there's no... What's the lesson learned from... Like, a parable is the Good Samaritan one, where yeah. Samarit- a, a, a guy, Philistine, walks by. The first one, the first guy walks past. He doesn't like him. We're not going to help because he's like, no, I'm racist towards your... The hare and the tortoise, right? The hare and the tortoise. Yeah, yeah, exactly okay. right. Okay, there's, there's that one. This one, I, I I walked away going, but... Are you just saying your wives aren't doing a good enough job? I or, feel like or these guys are just really sh- stupid guys. Sh- should it, or the guy? Yeah, yeah. Should the guys? Because I would have got oh peanut butter and jelly sandwich again, turkey, 
and BLT. It's like, well, I've got a real easy solution. What do we just swap swap sandwiches, and then we've got a choice of three sandwiches I, forever? I, see, I I listened to this and I just thought that like, are you just blaming like, are you just blaming the wives? I mean, that's what I would do, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I don't I don't get. Whereas it's like the guys could have just made their own sandwich, or one definitely did, <laughs> or or they could have just gone out and bought something. How many men out there have a sandwich made for them? Put it in the bin and go out and buy something. I don't think tra- I think tradies live off chocolate, uh, um, iced coffees and and pies from the yeah from Seven Eleven. I yeah. don't think that I've ever seen a, a. See, my dad had some cholesterol problems, so my mum mm. was making him sandwiches, and then uh, he was sprung he, for about two and a half years. He was able to go up to the general store and get a pie. Perfect, most lunch. What a legend. Lunches. And then two and a half years later, there was like a new uh, girl behind the counter who then told my mum that like, oh, I hadn't seen your father come in for his pie. Whereas, you know, the the regular person who worked there knew to keep it a secret. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's in your sandwich? That's what this episode's called. called. And we're already on a real bad (laughs) start. We've got three suicides. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What a parable. The system whatever system you have in place to do whatever it is that you do at work, at home, in ministry, your current system is perfectly designed to produce. How many people are in his system? I don't know, but your system, Turch, yeah. is perfectly designed. Well, see, I don't know, because I've heard it, 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 it. He's saying that about everyone's system, right? Yeah. So he's saying the Truebell system and the Sage system <laughs> from last week is perfectly designed. Those people there were fucking insane. Uh, that, that is not perfectly designed, no. no the exact results that you are currently getting. If you're getting great results, it's because you are working in a system that is currently designed to produce those exact results. If you're getting less than ideal results, again, the system that you're working in is perfectly designed to produce just that. If you want to continue getting what... Wait. (laughs) So, I, I want to become a better musician... But I play guitar the way I do now. Yeah. And the, my and the system, system's perfectly designed. Perfect, so that's as good as I'll ever get. No matter how much practice I do, the system is perfectly designed. Just like it was for the, the system in the parable. What system in the parable? <laughs> I don't know. He's saying the systems. You've been getting, just continue doing what you've been doing. You already have the perfect plan in place to produce... More of the same. Now you can underline that. More of the same. And if more of the same is truly what you desire, then just keep doing what you're doing. But you need to realize that your life right now is full of things that you've either allowed into it or you have placed into it. Everything that is in your life, you have either deliberately placed there or at the very least... You have allowed it to remain there. I love the hesitation of what he's trying to say. I this is I'm listening to this going, this is bloody star signs. This is star signs. This is star signs. I could Yeah, I, I was just thinking it's so This is astrology. It's so generic. Yeah. It's it's live, laugh, love. Live live Oh fuck if I know. You know. Or Yeah, it, there's no context like the parable that he told like, I, look, I've been to my fair share of masses, right? 
Can we go? Look, church. I, this is open. Take me to a mass. Okay. Oh, look. The, uh, take take what, me to a mass. What I feel I, like... And I'm going to teach you how Kieran does masses. We're going to get the back row. <laughs> we're going to get the aisle. And we're going to be out of there. As soon as I'm bored, we're going to create a bar out the back. Yeah. And we're gonna get, we're gonna sit down, and we're gonna drink. Wine's at the front, mate. That's where it is. Oh, the I'm, not I'm not. No, I don't want their wine. But I, I want what this the reminds alcohol me that of, I want. Okay, so after, so after a certain prayers occur, mm-hmm. and and then the story. Don't think I'm staying there long enough for a prayer, but anyway, once a, there's a certain story that happens, which is reading from the gospel, which is like the, the the New Testament. Do they invite people up to read? Sometimes they do. Oh, I'm so going up there. There you go. Well, not at my wedding, mate. You can do whatever you whatever you want on your own time. No, you're not having a religious wedding. Nah, no. not at all. I'm just saying, if you take me to a mass, I'm, I don't even go to mass. My my parents don't go to mass. My nonna goes once a year. Good. <laughs> she prays for me. She can pray for you too now. Nah, but, but I don't want anyone praying for me. But. So after after the gospel happens, after they read the parts of the New Testament, uh, what happens uh, is the worst part of the mass, uh-huh. and that's what we like the, the Christians call the homily. And the homily is the time the priest sort of just ad libs, tells a story. So he goes off. He sort of freestyles it. He's got. I'm sure he's got like a plan, sort of a little bit of a script. Like it's sort of a speech based off the. It's meant to be based off the off the off the. There's meant to be gospel. some structure yeah, or something. Yeah, off the I gospel read, reading. Yeah. But most of the time, it's sort of freestyle, and this feels like a homily because he's he's read the 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 parable, the modern parable, which is just a, a terrible joke that my uncle told me when I was probably about seven, and now he's trying to put that into context. See, if it was told as a joke, he would have been more uplifting about it. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't feel like he knows what the tone is. Yeah. But let's get, I want to continue on. I'm really interested. Yeah. So many times we want to complain about the contents of our sandwich, if you will, <laughs> and we fail to take the responsibility for having been the very one who made that sandwich. We want to complain. We want to gripe. We want to become unhappy, express our exasperation with the things that are between our two slices of bread. And in the end, we find out, oh yeah, I made my own sandwich. Each ingredient specifically selected by you, whether intentionally or through passivity. But wait, this doesn't work in any context. Apart from one gentleman of that story, mm. the two of the people... Two of them didn't make the sandwiches. sandwiches. Yeah. And one did, but obviously one wanted to die. Yeah. Or was really persuaded. And the, the other two didn't make the sandwiches. Yeah. So the other two then can't control the circumstances. That's right. You know. Which means then they don't... What he's saying that they can it's control... It's completely this, wrong. It's completely wrong. Yeah. This, this, is, this is just off topic. But he could... They, again, They I guess they did have the power to swap sandwiches with each other. Yeah. yeah. Pretty impressive. He gets a BLT every day, though. That, that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's, your wife that, is back. You you could you could exchange that. That's right? a good. That is a item. that is a good trading item. Yeah. Think about it like this: if you choose to put on the bacon, then allow your friend to say put on the lettuce, and you don't do anything to remove the tomato that your family had thrown onto your sandwich so long ago. Guess what kind of sandwich you get? You got yourself a BLT there, buddy. If you would rather not have a BLT and have, oh, say, a 
peanut butter and jelly. You're going to need to make some different choices. And the same in our lives today. If you're a student and you put in the ingredients of good attendance, taking notes, paying attention in class, and good study skills, you'll have a life full of making the best... Wait, no, you're talking about two <laughs> different things. What you're now talking about is two different things. So you were talking about taking responsibility for your actions. Uh-huh. But then he discusses how other people have influences on your actions. Mm-hmm. Like in that BLT metaphor. Yeah. Like your family puts on the tomato. Yeah. Now you never removed it. Yeah, but the family put it on. You know, your wife put on the lettuce, whatever it uh-huh. was, you know. Some choices you don't have and you don't have that control and you're sort of stuck with it. Understandable, but he's now comparing that with if you do all the right things for classes, you're going to get good grades. Now, that's not always necessarily true, Mm. but both of those things are two different ideas Mm -hmm. and two different aspects of life. You know what I reckon is a better uh, analogy, I think? Mm. Have you the rocks in the in the glass, the different size rocks? Yeah, the rocks down the bottom. Yeah, like the yeah. really small ones, really small ones, and then fill up with the bigger ones and then yeah. the big ones. Don't put the yeah, don't put the bigger ones in first. No, put then... the big ones in first and then the small ones. Yeah, however the, it works. The small ones will filter down. Yeah, you put yeah. The small ones first. The big there'll be less rocks. Yeah, in l- the less glass. room for the big rocks. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get what you're saying. I don't know. I'm like, just use that analogy. That's a yeah. far better analogy. Right. Yeah. I still don't understand his purpose of his horoscopes. Grades that you're capable of. And in your Christian walk, if you put in the ingredients of effectual, fervent prayer, ardent worship, and adherence to and study of the Word of God, you'll have a healthy relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. From the Amplified Bible, Philippians 4 and 8 says this, Finally, believers... Whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. I like the way Carmen says it in one of his songs. Basically, garbage in, garbage out. That's all he had to say. <laughs> I love how they say something, and then it's, now verse uh, 4 or 8 of blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then I'm just going to say something. It's not quite relevant, yeah. but it's like my reference citation that now proves the point Do that I've just think, made. See, the Bible obviously would have, you know, it's, it's a big book. Yeah. It's got lots of stuff in it. I haven't really got past in the beginning. That's fair enough. Yeah. But there's plenty of stuff in it. There's got to be some guy that they've mm-hmm. paid. Like mm-hmm. it's it's definitely not a Christian guy. Mm. It's some accounting firm or some like audit, and they've gone through it, categorized the quotes into various topics, and they've emailed that out to people because it's like oh, okay today I'm going to do it. Um, my homily, like the story about family, I'll talk about family. What are all my quotes about family? And it, Someone passes it off. So, oh, here they all are. I can mm-hmm. choose which one. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is what this guy's doing. I'm just having a look here. And he is the founding pastor at Grace Points Church in Meridian, Minnesota. Uh-huh. I think it's MS is Minnesota. Now, that's all interesting to me. 
all good. What's really fucking interesting to me is that he's a songwriter, musician, and author, which means <laughs> your job for next week, your job for next week is to find some of his music. So you're thinking if you're a, a songwriter or author, number one, you should be able to actually put together a coherent story. Or present. Present, present it in an entertaining yeah, and, way. And have better audio. I would, yes. <laughs> Lots of things are going yeah. through my mind, but I really want to hear one of his songs. All right. I oh. will try and hunt that down. Excellent. Well, Kieran, I think we're going to wrap it up because yeah. I think I think it's a great note to, to wrap it up on there. For all your wanking needs, well, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And make sure you give us a five-star review on places because that really helps us out. We don't, we don't ask enough, but we definitely should at the start of the show. Give us a five-star review. You can give us shit all over us in the comments if you want, mm-hmm. but give us the five-star. Or do it the other way around. I don't care. We just need the rating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And if you'd like to send us some hate mail, a death threat, or a rant, call it on your phone and email us at... I know we say that each week. Does anyone send anything in? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, someone... You know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to see if I can influence... You know what? We don't get... Shut up for a second, We don't get... Shut up. I'm going to influence the people here because obviously whatever you say doesn't work. Alice, send in some kind of rant. (laughs) Karaoke Big E, send in a rant or a death threat. Awesome hate mail. <laughs> uh, Sydney guy, James. Don't know why you live in Sydney. You know, you've probably got a kid. You know, maybe you haven't listened uh, to this. You know, maybe we don't get emails, but I definitely get messages on social media on our social media accounts okay. about certain things. And the big thing I got a big response for is people yeah. want to help out with our Wikipedia podcast. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so very right. exciting. Let's start the Wikipedia We're podcast start it. next week. Next week. Next All right. week. Next Before week. we record this. We're recording we'll, some we'll Wikipedia. Wikipedia. You can record them at home by yourself. Or we'll set them up for next week. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With all that, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next Thursday. <laughs>